0: Militarily Speaking, Episode 27, Children of Fallen Patriots Foundation.
1: This episode, we talk with David Kim, co-founder and CEO of Children of Fallen Patriots.
0: Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean and Jody Vickery, my co-host. I'm the Regional Military Executive for Armed Forces Bank and Jody is the Executive Vice President, Director of Military Consumer Lending. Wow, that threw in a little bit of a twist there, didn't you? It's a nice intro.
1: Again, welcome to our show. We're excited to have you listening and learning about our guest, Children of Fallen Patriots with David Kim. David, I'm gonna take just a second and introduce you to our audience. David is the Global Co-Head of Investor Relations for APAX Partners, a leading global private equity investment firm with seven offices around the world. APAX is one of the largest private equity firms in the world, having raised over $60 billion in capital to provide long-term equity financing to growth companies. He's been with Apex since 2000 and is responsible for fundraising and investor services in North and South America. David is an honors graduate at the US Military Academy at West Point and the Harvard Business School. He also served as an artillery officer in the U.S. Army, where he participated in an Operation Just Cause in Panama in 1989 with the 7th Infantry Division. David is a graduate of the U.S. Army Airborne Ranger and Jungle Warfare Schools. He is married and has four children, two of whom also attend the U.S. Academy at West Point. His wife, Cynthia, serves as the Volunteer Programs Director for Fallen Patriots. So I should have mentioned, too, David, when we were chatting earlier, my husband's also artillery, so he would like you very much uh, <laughs> yeah, red legged. Yes. <laughs> actually at an old former house, that was the code for our alarm system was red leg. <laughs> and he had oh. to explain it to me. I'm like, why would that be our code for our <laughs> why would that be our code for our alarm? But yeah. So he was that's a howitzer great. howitzer gun chief.
2: Yeah, my that's awesome. My my son actually just graduated from field artillery officer basic leadership course. So Very nice. we were at Fort Sill last yeah. week for his graduation.
1: Yep, yep, yep. He spent a lot of time at Fort Zill. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to say welcome to you. And we appreciate you being here with us today, David. Tom and I are big fans of the work, of course, that you do with Children of Fallen Patriots. And to start off with, we'd just like to give you an opportunity to tell our audience about your organization, kind of at the macro level, and then we'll dive in with with various different questions.
2: Sure. Why? I'd like to thank both of y'all for having me on here and talking about fallen patriots is a real honor and, and appreciate what you guys do to spread awareness of the of the mission of various you know military service organizations so thank you you're welcome the mission of children of fallen patriots is to provide college scholarships to military children from all branches who lost a parent in the line of duty and that could include combat of course training suicide and then also other illnesses and, and line of duty deaths and so that's our direct mission. I'd say in a larger sense, our mission is to honor the sacrifice of our nation's fallen heroes. All of us are keenly aware that, that our way of life is only made possible because of, of those people who, who you know gave everything for our country and for our freedom. And so that we thought you know, the way that we could honor that is to invest in the future of the people they love most in the world, which are their kids, and to maybe in some small way help them accomplish the dreams that their parents would have wanted for them.
1: I love that.
0: You know, reminds me as I was watching your YouTube video, and congratulations on your Veteran of the Year award you recently received, right, from the Military Times Foundation. So congratulations on that, David. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was very,
2: very kind. And
0: I, I think it's really an award for all of our supporters
2: and, and all the patriots across the country who make our mission possible. But I appreciate that.
0: Agree, and then when you, as I was watching that, when you brought up the Panama and the Noriega thing, I was brought chills back to me uh, that you were part of that just cause mission. So it was kind of cool to see that. So, as we, as uh, I segue into the next relevant question, okay, David, is you've got a personal connection with your company's mission. So tell us a little bit about Sergeant William Delaney Gibbs.
2: Yes, so he and I were in the Seventh Infantry Division. Back in nineteen eighty nine when we were sent down to Panama on Operation Just Cause. We're in the same battalion. Unfortunately, Sergeant Gibbs was killed in the fighting, and that was a few days before Christmas. And he had a baby daughter due in March. And he was only twenty one. So, you know, that was a tough one for everybody. I didn't know him personally, but of course that you know, he was the only member of our unit who died and and so that hit all of us pretty hard and I just kept thinking about his daughter and what was going to happen to her and you know who'd take care of her and you know many years later I became a parent you know I'm sure any parent out there if anything was to happen to one of us our last thought would be who's going to take care of my kids right and so that's what inspires the United start Foundation pages as a way to to do that and 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 to give back in in some small way of this, you know, what the blessings that have been bequeathed to us by people like Sarge Gibbs.
1: I'd like to understand a little bit, David. So for the children that are in this situation, how do they, how do they find you? Do you find them? Um, how do they get connected with children of the fallen? How many kids have you been able to help? How does that whole process work?
2: Yeah. So there's a bit of a top down and a bottoms up approach. I describe it that way. If I zoom out for a second, the need is about 25,000 students who've lost a parent in the line of duty over the last three plus decades. And I say about because nobody knows exactly how many there are. You know, of course, the government, the military have the information stored in different places. It's not always readily accessible for Sometimes for very good reasons like the Privacy Act. But sure. net-net is there's no central database of all these families who've lost a loved one, and so we we've done several consulting studies. We think that twenty five thousand estimate is a very good one for for you know kids who lost a parent in the line of duty. So that is one of our twin strategic goals: is to find all twenty five thousand of those students and and put them into a database, which would be a first. You know, no, nobody's in our has ever managed to do that. And so I'm happy to say that we've compiled a database of about half of those students at this point. I think that's as big or bigger than any database that exists in our industry. And that's just because we're a focus factor and we've been just completely focused on Gold Star children for the last 20 years. So that's the need. Now the families that we find, we are by and large reaching out to them because they're they're raised with such strong values by their military parents that they're extremely self-reliant and they're reluctant to ask for help. and initial conversation is generally something like the response that we get of gosh you know it's okay i can suck it up somebody else probably needs to help more than i do mm-hmm. and then you dig in a little bit more and you find out that they're you know don't have decent reading glasses and they're living in a trailer and and you know surviving on ramen because they're they're so short of money to go to school and that's literally the case with one of the first young men that we that we helped, and so it's it's an honor to be able to help people who have that kind of self reliance and resiliency. And we tell them, look, you know, it's okay. Let us carry the rucksack for a little while and help you out. And so we're reaching out both top down and bottoms up. We do have a partnership with the VA, and so we reach out through military units as well. And then we also reach out on a ground floor level by liaising with other charities who maybe serve that same population of gold star students and do different things so i I noticed that you had gary sinise Mm -hmm. uh, jim or elon before jim's a a great guy they of course have snowball express and so they've been a great partner like we we share names and families and cross market and so forth and so that's how we find them all but it's one by one and as we call it it's, it's finding our lost sheep and so it's it's great to be able to get them in there and then hope hopefully we can help connect them with other sources of aid that we don't provide but then make sure that we get them in the database while they're young because most of the time you know, people doing the really dangerous jobs of the young you know service members and they have young kids at home and and so we want to get them in the database and track so that when they're ready for college many many years later we'll be there for
1: them. I was going to ask that how how soon do you try to make contact with yeah. them and you just you just answered that how many children have you helped with college assistance like that at this point
2: yeah, I'm, I'm really you know blessed to say that we've helped about 3,000 oh, wow. uh, students go to college. About half of them have graduated debt-free, and we've provided about $63 million in total support at scholarships and other types of programmatic support that we provide. The total need is $625 million. That's what our yeah. goal is to solve because there is a gap. As I mentioned, the government funding does not cover the full cost of college. It's about twenty five thousand dollars for one student to graduate in four years from college times twenty-five thousand students is about six hundred and twenty-five million dollars. So we've made a good dent in that, but that's our, our goal is to get that solved. And, you know, believe it or not, our nation's history, we've never managed to plug that gap. And so while it's a big amount of money, in the grand scheme of things, it's not big. Yeah, you know, there are charities that raise more than that every single year. And I think, you know, before before I go, my, my goal is to solve that need. That's pretty awesome.
1: It is. It's. It makes me a little bit sad that we don't step up as a country and just do that, but I'm glad that you are standing in the gap and, and working to fill the void.
0: It's, it's also pretty cool. You talk about the military world, the life we live, and the tight-knit bond that exists with the nonprofits as well as just being in the service or being a veteran. And I saw Sam Meek from S- Sandbox that's on your LinkedIn, yep. I think, and- Yep. And you met you mentioned the Gary Sneeze Foundation. We talked to the Pat Tillman Foundation. that the the interconnectivity in this world and this space in which you operate and live, David, is pretty cool the way it's all it all comes together and you're all working towards a common a common goal.
2: Yeah, that's right. One one big team. You know, it's a little bit like the armed forces in a way. Everyone's got a, a different job to do, but it's it's all critically important and we all try to work together as much as we can. And and even working with the government, you know, I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I don't see it as a criticism of government that the full need isn't met, is not met because it's just not possible. You know, right. there are so many different variations of the need. And, you know, the government's got to have rules and administer a program, but there's always gaps in those rules. And so there's a real need for a public private partnership for private organizations to step up and
0: fill those gaps in a very flexible and nimble way. and And that's what we're doing you probably have stories galore about how many people you've helped along this, along this journey. And I'm sure you, you and your team and your board members have stories to talk about too. And I I listened to the story about Jeanette McMahon and how the three kids made it through with your help. So if you can go a little bit as much detail as you can, David, too, about how you've seen that assistance help kids over the year and help the Help help the families in general. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, sure. So we, you know, think of it as holistic care because of course our primary mission is to provide those college scholarships to cover all costs related to college, to help, you know, our students complete school without the burden of college loans and thereby flip a tremendous negative of growing up without a, a parent into, you know, something of a positive with having that flexibility to not have college debt and to pursue your passions in life going forward. So that, that that's certainly the core of what we do. But what we also want to do is two other things. One is every bit as important as a financial mission is the emotional care and support that we provide. We have about 25 people on staff. Half of them are themselves students that we help graduate from college. And they're the ones running our scholarships and outreach under the guidance of, of my wife because that's where she focuses is on that scholarship side. And so, you know, the people giving out our scholarships were recipients. And so they've been there. They've been in the shoes of our families. I think it's it's sometimes hard to appreciate from a distance just the, the tremendous hole that's been torn in their lives and the enduring trauma that it takes to get over that. And look, you know, our families don't think of themselves as victims in a lot of ways in society. It's really cool to be a victim now, but that's the last thing they think of themselves as. But they- You know, they've got a lot that they got to get over. And so, you know, that emotional outreach and support and care that our staff gives is every bit as important as the financial aid. There's a young lady named Cassidy LaBeouf, who was one of the students that we helped. She came to an event that we had with other students centered around careers. And I'll touch on that in a second. But she said that she had never met another Gold Star student before. You know she'd been walking down that road without having anyone mm. to commiserate with. And so she met this group of other students we had for this event, and she said it was just a wonderful experience. They stayed up all night long talking yeah. and sharing and and she said that it did more for her emotionally than ten years of therapy wow had done. and and that's something is just so important about what we do. It's a blessing to be you know part of that. so. That emotional support is as important as financial, and then the the third part of our holistic care is, is providing the career support because we want to help our students you know learn about the wonderful career opportunities that are out there and they connect with those. So we have career seminars where our corporate partners will have executives come and talk about this is the world of marketing or finance or consulting manufacturing you know etc. Computer science and what career opportunities are available because our students don't know what they don't know, and then we also have internships and full time jobs available with our uh, corporate partners too, and so we have we've placed fifty students, nearly fifty students into jobs, including at in Fallen Patriots, and we've had, gosh, I don't know, hundreds attend our career seminars. So the financial, the emotional, and the career is a is are the three parts of our holistic care.
1: I love that. And so it wasn't wasn't on the questions that we sent you, but it made, makes me want to ask, how does a company become a corporate partner and be involved in making job opportunities or internships available? I was going to ask the same thing. I read your mind. I know. Yeah. Well, we
2: were, we're fortunate to have many different corporate partners, including some Fortune 500 names that everyone would, would know. Casey's General Stores and Citigroup and Pepsi and RBC and Virtue Financial and gosh, lots of other companies that are out there, you know, really big ones. Markham International is a huge one. So they come in all stripes. They're all patriots and they all have a different way of giving that suits their business model. And so I'd say if someone out there has an interest in getting involved, just give us a holler and we could talk it through. But it really just revolves around what we're to our business. You know, Pepsi does a a national relay with a flag that was flown in combat across the entire country through all their bottlers and logistics system. It involves a lot of different clients that that also give money along the way. Citigroup does a a percentage of their trading profits during a certain period of the year in foreign exchange. Casey's does a roundup program and there are thousands of stores across the country. So there's lots of different examples. We've we've even had groups that are you know, military employee resource groups that'll have different departments compete against each other and raise money, you know, for for fallen patriots and send a scholar to school. So what twenty five thousand dollars will cover one scholar for four years, a complete college education and and it's a great way to think about having impact. So there's lots of different ways to skin that proverbial cat.
1: Great. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. And so I kind of want to know, so when we read your bio, you're obviously very busy with your work with Apex partners. How is it that you find the time and carve out the energy to do all of this? I know you, I know you're two of them. I know. Yeah. Maybe there's a second David (laughs) running around behind him. I don't know. But is it just the passion that you have for the the mission and the cause that, that gives you the energy to do that on top of obviously what's a very busy career as well? Well, no, I
2: appreciate that. I mean, I think there's a couple of different things. One is that you know, been very blessed by the good Lord, who just finds a way to make things happen. Like <laughs> he, he does and paves the way. But we also have just an amazing team. You know, I really can't take you know that much credit. Uh, our board is incredibly involved and committed. All of those names that I mentioned have board members who you know are very involved in those initiatives. They donate a huge amount of their personal funds that covers almost all of our administrative expense of ninety five percent of our revenues are, are available to go to programs. That's great. We also have a big team of people, 25 people, and all of them are just very committed to the mission. As I mentioned, half of them are Gold Star students. Almost all the rest of them are veterans. So people like Lily, you know, who who served in the Army and did a couple of deployments and work with us now. And and civilians who just are great patriots. And, and that's actually most of our donors are, are civilians who haven't served, maybe don't even have anybody in the military, but they just love their country and know that none of it would be possible without our military and want to support our cause. and And that's the other thing I must say. The energy that people pour into this that our, our donors and supporters pour into it, it, it is really amazing. So I think those are the really the key the keys to what's happened with Fallen Patriots.
1: I don't think that makes sense. It gives people a vehicle to act on that sense of patriotism and wanting to do something and wanting to give back. It's an an action-oriented way to do something about it.
0: And it's almost- 100%. It's unconditional too that they expect nothing in return. Yeah. No, that's
2: right. People just really want to serve it. Like you said, with fewer than 1% of the population serving, a lot of people just don't know how to connect and how to serve these families that have lost everything and so when you make that connection it's
0: it's very powerful so looking at your website what's your website david it's fallenpatriots.org okay we'll say it again fallenpatriots.org yes so jody and i have been looking at your website and a lot of other people have i'm sure you've got some awesome fundraising events golf tournaments galas relays tell us about some of the fun And innovative ways you try to raise money for the organization
2: yeah you know it's it's really great it's amazing to see what people come up with you know the personal giving is really similar to the corporate giving in the sense that it just fits the circumstances of of the individuals that we're dealing with and and whatever works you know so yeah i'm an army guy but to use a naval analogy you know everyone's (laughs) got a different oar and is pulling the oar a different way but but it adds up and moves the ship quite a lot and so as you mentioned, we've we've had folks who've put on big golf tournaments for us, but we've also had families that have had a special occasion, or or maybe even you know a funeral or or someone's memorial where they've donated funds to fallen patriots. We've had little kids, you know, that have had birthday parties instead of getting money or presents, they would donate to fallen patriots. We've had mm. college students. In fact, one college student that just did a did a fundraiser at her school around uh, a baseball game. So there's just so many different ways that people have donated. We've had big family foundations, of course, folks that have donated, you know, very big sums and and also very modest sums. We've had donor advice funds and financial advisors that are advising others on how to give community foundations that are sort of pooled giving vehicles also have supported. And so, you know, there's, there's really a million different ways that, that people can make it happen just according to whatever works best in their life.
1: I would say it's very true then that every dollar counts, whether it's modest amounts that people are able to to pull and donate, yeah. or whether it's a big amount from an organization because of that number that you threw out a minute ago. And I don't want folks to miss hearing that the 95% of the revenues are going towards the programs that you're supporting, most, right? Most yeah.
0: organizations are in the 80s or 70s. Yeah. So I times.
1: really want to emphasize that because literally every dollar helps, right? Yeah. When you're doing that.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and
2: and it's, yeah, just there's just a couple of terms I want to clarify. So, you know, because our admin expense, the net admin and expense of, of the board donations is so small, it, it equates to you know 95 percent of revenues being available for programs, and then you know the of the total spend that we give, it's in the mid 80s in terms of you know the, of the hundred dollars that we spend every year, 85 will go to programs, and then. You know, the rest would be to to other items, but most of that other items is covered by you know the
1: board expense. So right. sure.
2: we're probably throwing out too too many numbers by <laughs> one very very exact for people so that we don't over Well oh,
1: you're you're trying to be transparent, which is which yes, is good.
2: Exactly. Yes. Well we do have a we do have a hundred percent rating from charity navigator. Fewer than one percent of the charities that they rate are able to achieve a hundred percent rating. Wow. So we're we're very happy about that. And again, try to run try to run fall pages like, like a business.
1: So how is it running a business, as you put it, with your wife? I can't imagine running a business with my husband, (laughs) to be quite honest. (laughs) So yeah, when he readjusted from the army, that was a period of adjustment, living under the same roof. And now he works remote on days when I work remote and we're doing two different jobs for two different companies and that's difficult. So how do y'all manage that? And how do you enjoy partnering with your wife in this endeavor?
2: Yeah, well, it's been, it's been really great. I must say it's, it's, it's been a tremendous blessing to do it. It's really brought us closer together. Gives us a lot of, lot of food to joke about. I mean, I, I like to say, you know, she's right most of the time and I'm <laughs> almost right other times, but-, but uh, she'll never
1: tell you. <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I mean, it's, it's, it's been great. She's really, really inspiring. We started Fallen Patriots when we had nothing. You know, both of us come from nothing and her parents are immigrants. My dad was an em- immigrant. We were living in a rented townhouse with little baby, and and still had her college couch. And so, you know, she she agreed to put in money into this and get it started. And when we started, I was raising money and running the business, and she was alone on the phone with the families. And so that's still how we do it today. It's it's been just, you know, she loves the family so much and cares about them so much and knows their personal stories and is very close to them. So she's really the heart in our mission, I must say. And so it's been a real joy. And privileged to be able to watch her do it. Very well said, David. Thank you. Yeah, she's she's incredible. So and and her dad was a Korean War veteran and in the Navy, you know, he came from the Philippines, didn't speak English, didn't have any money, and his way to become a citizen would be a serf. That's what he did for a very long time. Korean War veteran. And and then, you know, our mission after we started Fallen Patriots, it touched her very personally because her best friend lost her brother in law in a
0: training crash and he had a number of kids so it's very personal for her too i'll I'll go back to your board composition you've got a you have some heavy hitters on there on your board of advisors and holly petraeus being one of them too and what a great representation you have and then even looking at colonel jack jacobs i hope i'm saying that right msnbc commentator he also is a medal of honor recipient we just had medal of honor day on saturday a couple days ago and we've got a a few of those Medal of Honor recipients that are close to our bankers and around the country. And we took time to honor them on that day too. So again, the small world of the military and the calendar events that that bring all of us together is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. No, sure. As the military is a big organization, but it's a small world. And Jack is an incredible patriot. He's Supported us since the very earliest days, since we were literally just a mom and pop. And, and by the way, so is Holly Petraeus. I mean, when they right. start, they've been with us for, gosh, a dozen years at least. And from the very, very earliest days, just took a a flyer on two Asian rednecks as Cynthia and I ourselves, <laughs> And so they're wonderful people. You know, you guys should interview Jack sometime. Be happy to connect you. His, yes. his story is is literally the foundation of that famous scene in Forrest Gump where uh. you know, he's- Pfizer to a Vietnamese unit. They were ambushed. The officers were all killed. He had to take control. He got his men out. He had to go back into the kill zone several times himself to try to get his men out. He, he took out himself a couple of enemy squads, wow. and he still can't smell or taste because of the grenade fragments hmm. in his head. So, wow. yeah, and he, he's an amazing guy. He's hilarious to boot, and then he- <laughs> you know as if doing that wasn't enough he was a lifelong career in the army and then he got out and became a successful partner on Wall Street and Pankers Trust and did really well and then he's had this life in in commentating and he teaches at West Point and he's a force in nature
0: a busy guy yeah you you' have, you have one son you, your eldest son graduated from West Point right and your yes daughter is, cur- is da- one of your daughters or your daughter's currently there too is that right that's right. Yeah, our
2: son Whit graduated last year from West Point. He's an artillery officer, just finished that course, and then he's at Airborne School right now. Okay. Uh, first day of Airborne School, learn to parachute, and then he'll go to the 101st Airborne Division in in April. And then we have another son who's a senior in college. He's planning to join the Navy. Wow. And he'd like to try out to be a SEAL. So he's focused on training four or five hours a day for that. And then we have twin daughters. One of them, Molly, is at West Point. She's a sophomore
0: as well. And then her twin sister's at UPenn.
1: Incredible family. No
0: pressure on the other sister at UPenn though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, as I always tell them, you know, God's got a different path for everybody. So she's got to find
2: hers. And just because mine was in the military does not mean there should be. I said the same thing to to all of them especially when they went to West Point like you got to make sure you've been called to this path and not just mm-hmm. because I did and so they they they've enjoyed it though
0: my my dad was an Episcopal priest and there, his father and his father and his father were all priests my brother wow. my brother is named after my father and he broke the chain so
1: it might have been broken him him by default grief. when it got to you uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> i don't know no 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 maybe it yeah. doesn't
0: work that way i
1: don't know maybe <laughs>
0: So one, one final question. We're getting to the finish line here, David. Ready? Yes. Thank you for telling your great story about your accomplishments and what you've done so far with the foundation. And you've gotten you're about 10% of your goal when it comes to the dollar amount you want over, over the next years and decades coming up. But is there anything else you want to accomplish with the organization that's front and center for you?
2: Well, I'd say you know we that st- our big, hairy, audacious goal is still in front of us is to find all twenty five thousand students and then get them funded, and that's doable. It's it's never been done, as I mentioned. It six hundred billion dollars is a lot of money, but there are charities who raise multiples of that every year, and so yep. you know I should, God willing, have another quarter century left. And before I go, my goal is to get that to get that funded, and so that's. That's what we're doing we're a focus factory this is all we do and we'll get there eventually
1: i believe you i haven't heard the I term b- b-hag for a while so th- bringing <laughs> it back yes. yes
0: yes i like it and we're and we're going to become a focus factory at armed forces bank too because yeah. i'm i'm using some of his buzzwords
1: yes you should use <laughs> b-hag it's a good one it's yeah a good one. well we appreciate you being here with us today david if you'll hang with us for just a second we want to play a game that tom is super fond of called the military minute <laughs>
0: That's have we played it before?
1: Kind of why he gets up in the morning, I think. It's a trivia game we play with our audience. So want to refresh our audience on last week's Military Minute. It was a question centered around our guest baking business. If you remember, we had Dog Tag Dog Bakery. Dog Tag Bakery was here. Yes, yeah. I have my new Dog Tag Bakery. That's- our question was about the bakery business, given our guest. And it was, what was the name of the first bakery opened in the United States? Did you answer, Tom?
0: Mm-hmm. So you I, I came up with a question and the answer.
1: Oh, well, then you can't answer. So if you commented on our social media post and said United States Bakery, better known as Fran's Family Bakeries, then you are correct. And so watch for your name to be posted on our social media feed. And if you were selected as the winner... My favorite part. You will receive $50 for you and $50 to a charity of your choice.
0: And it could be Children of the Fallen Patriots.
1: It very well could be Children of the Fallen Patriots. And so for this week's Military Minute, we're going to shift gears a little, go a little pop culture. I know you like that a lot. Me, not so much. I don't have time to watch (laughs) movies and TV, but here we go. Don't answer, Tom, because you probably know.
0: Make sure David doesn't answer. Don't
1: answer, David. If you know, you can't answer.
0: All so, right. he, we'll, we'll see if he's a Star Wars guy or not, right?
1: <laughs> what was initially supposed to be Luke Skywalker's last name in the original script for Star Wars A New Hope? The name went on to be used for a military base. Nobody answer. Ooh. Silent. So watch for this podcast to drop if you know he, the answer. He knows
0: it. Uh, he's got the look. Do you know it, David? Yeah. Don't I'm, answer. But, uh, 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 gosh, <laughs> no, no, I don't. I
2: don't <laughs> know
1: yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, so now we're all going to be Googling this afternoon on what the answer is to that. So watch for this podcast to drop. And if you think you know, go ahead and comment the answer. And then you two could be selected to win $50 for yourself and $50 for a charity of your choice. Again, I want to circle back, David, to say thank you for being here. We want to mention the fallenpatriots.org website one more time.
0: Thank you very much again on behalf of Armed Forces Bank. Thank you, Lily for orchestrating this event, making it happen. If you enjoyed today's episode, go out to AFBank.com, subscribe to the show. Also make sure to rate us, leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you again, David. Well done. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks. You. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.